0: Welcome, and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. With deep biblical and experiential insight, the Archbishop reveals how to identify and uncover demonic interference. By exposing the enemy's devices and schemes, this message will give you divine wisdom to break loose and run free of every demonic cycle in your life, in your community and your nation. Be equipped to break every cycle of limitation and strengthen your faith with the Archbishop's new book, The Snare of Indifference. Get your copy today at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of deliverance for you. Be empowered as you listen.
1: I want to talk to you about a subject I entitled demonic interference demonic interference there is a lot of interference in all of our lives and it takes a spiritual person to identify it and if you are a carnal Christian, a soulless Christian and a believer that lives with logic and philosophy and your reasoning the enemy will make a mockery out of you, but I refuse I refuse to be mocked. For the God we serve cannot be mocked. See, I hear you. So I want to begin a journey with you. I want to begin a journey and help you make sense. Make sense of certain scriptures. I want to make an argument. And after that, I want us to go into prayer. That anything that has disadvantaged you will be overturned. Ah, uh, you didn't. Uh, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. That—that is—that is a low energy response. I said, anything that has disadvantaged you shall be overturned. If you believe, stream yes. So to begin our journey, come with me to Genesis chapter forty-nine and the nineteenth verse. I want to begin with Genesis forty-nine? Nineteen. Under- God. Something. God. G A D. Underline the word God. G A D. Underline the word God. Because I'm going to take you from the Old Testament dispensation to New Testament dispensation and establish an argument. It's only it's only ignorant people who conclude all kinds of things when they see or hear the pain and the afflictions of others, like Job's friends. When Job's friends heard of his pain and affliction, they came to certain conclusions that was wrong. They had no idea that God was not innocent of Job's affliction, that God himself was in the holy creation, that at the end of the day, it was going to work for the good of Job. Turn to somebody and say, whatever you are dealing with, will work for your good. It will. I promise you. Make no mistake. At the final analysis, it will turn in your favor and those responsible for your pain. Hear me? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you something. When Daniel, when they conspired against Daniel, it was the governors and it was the presidents who put Daniel in prison. Their children and their wives were not part of it. But when Daniel survived the dens of lions, because at at a young age, he had an opportunity to defile himself, to eat of the portion of the king's meat and drink the king's wine. And Daniel said, I'm better than this. I will not touch the king's meat. It's consecrated and dedicated to idols. I won't drink the king's wine. And Daniel survived three kings. He survived three kings. When he was thrown into the dens of lions, he was around 90 years. About that time, if you study scripture carefully. And because he did not eat the portion of the king's meat, when the lions saw him, they could not eat his meat because he hadn't contaminated himself. Are you hearing me, somebody? But what I want you to realize is this When he survived The king said Those who conspired against Daniel Bring them Their wives And their children And cast them into the dens of lions Hear me You reap more than you sow When it comes to reaping It's always more than what you sow I'm telling you So go ahead Plot Go ahead and scheme. Go ahead and be angry. Go ahead and devise evil. It will backfire. It's just a matter of time. Somebody put your hands and say, backfire, backfire. Somebody say, backfire. kalanda Kalanda wasan. Tell somebody, it will work in your favor. It will work in your favor. It's just a matter of time. Make no mistake. This thing will work in your favor. Say, I hear you. you.
2: God, a troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. The word
1: troop translated from Greek, from the Hebrew to Greek and to English, means legion. And the Roman legion, is made of 6,000. 3,000 footmen, 3,000 horsemen, 6,000. A Roman legion is made of 6,000. And the word legion in Hebrew means troop and translated from Hebrew to Greek means legion, 6,000. And in those days the patriarchs of old were spiritual people very deep in understanding. And at this particular time, Jacob had come to a moment in his life when he knew that it was about time for him to switch from time to eternity. So he gathered his children, the 12 tribes, and he began to bless them and began to predict what shall become of each one of them in the future. When he got to Gath, G-A-D He saw in the lineage of Gath The bloodline By the word of wisdom The word of wisdom reveals events That are yet to come And by the word of wisdom He saw something happening To one of the bloodline of Gath And he saw that Gath was taken captive, or at ransom, or Gath was captured or hijacked. Then he said, at last, at the end, Gath shall overcome. Tell somebody, it doesn't matter how long, it doesn't matter how long, I will overcome. Tell someone, make no mistake, make no mistake. By the blood of the covenant. I will overcome. If you believe it. Put your hands together. And say I will overcome. I will overcome. I will overcome. overcome. Now. There were 12 tribes of Israel. Among the 12 tribes. Gath. Was targeted by the enemy. The adversary. And this tribe of Gath was no joke. They were serious people. And I want you to know that the target of evil is always good. Evil never targets anything but good. Evil goes after what is good. I was telling them in the first service that when my mother took seed of me, she bled for four months. She was lying in cold blood. Dr. Sacramento said, Florence, you can't carry this seed, you are weak, you are not eating, you are lying cold black. we have to save your life. So they went in and performed a procedure and moved the child out of my mother's womb. And months after the child was removed, her stomach kept growing and they went in again and they realized that apparently we were twins. And the first procedure took my twin out and left me in there. And at the time they discovered that the bleeding had ceased. She wasn't bleeding anymore. Her strength had come back. And so they left me in there. That was not logical, that was not philosophy and that was not medical science. That was supernatural. Come on somebody, scream, say supernatural. Somebody put your hands together and scream supernatural. Somewhere in eternity before time began, God foresaw a conspiracy, an interference to abort me. And God said, put a twin in the mother's womb. Put a twin there. Put a twin. Because there will be a procedure. And when that moment comes, let one be taken out and leave this one in because I have a plan for this. Are you hearing me? Somebody said, but God could have prevented it. Yes, but he said, my ways are not your ways, neither are your thoughts my thoughts. I was telling them the other day, I said, Was moved to take the life of the baby Jesus. And God could have protected the child Jesus in Israel. But he sent an angel and said, I don't do my things that way. I'm God. I know how I handle my stuff. Take the child out of Israel. Hide him in Egypt for a season. So Jesus was kept in Egypt even though God could have protected him in Israel. Then came a time in the process of time the angel appeared to Joseph and said, take the child return to Israel for those that sought the life of the child are all dead. I declare the destruction of those who seek our life and the life of our children. Let them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let them die. Come with me. To first chronicles. Chapter 12 and verse 8. I want to show you something. I want to travel with you. From the old to the new. And I want to Establish an argument so that those of you who are struggling with certain situations, you can't make sense of it. You don't know what's going on. I want to establish a truth to you. I want you to know you are chosen. I want you to know you are on divine assignment. I want you to know that you are a curse breaker. (laughs) You are a game changer. You were born for such a time like this to break a curse in your family. Break a curse in your father's house. Break a curse in your mother's house. If you believe it, put your hands there and shout, I am a curse breaker. I am a curse breaker.
2: (laughs) Go ahead. And of the Gadites, they separated themselves unto David. And of what? The Gadites.
1: You see that word again? That is God. This was the tribe that Jacob prophesied over and said, God shall be captured. God shall be hijacked. But at last, God will prevail. He will overcome at last. I declare I will have the last laugh. Oh, you didn't hear me. Tell somebody, make no mistake, make no mistake. I will have the last laugh. If you believe it, put your hands together and declare it. I will have the last laugh. I will. Go ahead and scheme. Go ahead. Keep scheming, But I will have the last laugh. Shout yes. So look at the trays. Look at, look at, look at the family or the tribe of God. What they were made of. And understand what the enemy goes after. The enemy does not go after just anybody. This enemy is no joke. And Christians are so ignorant of what we are dealing with.
2: Go ahead. And of the Gadites, the separated themselves unto David into the hold to the wilderness. Men of might.
1: They were men of might. What the enemy targets is people of might. People of capacity. People of potential. People going somewhere in this life. Curse breakers. Game changers.
2: Destiny changers. God. Right. Men of might and men of war. They fit, were
1: men of war.
2: Fit for the battle.
1: They were fit for the battle. They were up to the task. They had divine capabilities skillful in war these were not ordinary people right
2: that could handle shield and buckler
1: they can handle different types and kinds of ammunition and weapon they were like the seals of the united states serious people right
2: whose faces were like the faces of lions
1: their faces was as of a lion fearful people
2: and were dangerous
1: at- people Right.
2: And were as swift as the rose upon the mountain. They
1: were swift. No joke. Swift. Sharp. These were serious people. The enemy don't play fair. As long as you live. I want to preach this message in a way that as long as you live, you'll never forget this message. Because the enemy... We are dealing with don't play fair tell somebody he does, fair. he does not play fair he does not play fair i know what i'm telling you because i've experienced it i told them in the first service that i wasn't born this way i had five fingers i lost three of my fingers and if i tell you the history from my mother's womb till now the things i've suffered So before you throw a stone, and before you talk, jazz, hold your peace and be careful. Because you don't know what's going on. Are you hearing me? Yeah. My mother told me, before she passed, she said, son, I don't understand you. I don't understand you. And she said, whenever you were sick, among all my children, it was always life and death. Ordnably malaria was an issue whenever I was sick. And my mother didn't know who I was. Neither did I know who I was. I was a mess. My mother could not understand me. My father didn't know who I was. God hid my destiny from them all. The Bible said, if the princes of this world have known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. So my father didn't know who his son was and my mother didn't know who I was. Until on the bed of affliction when I lost three of my fingers. It was at that point when I encountered the Lord. Then I knew that apparently I was a chosen vessel against all odds and contradictions. That God had chosen me. And I said, God, how can you choose me? Are you sure of what you are doing? Do you know who you are calling I'm a failure. I'm a disappointment. And God said, have you not heard? Have you not been told that I am an expert of taking a nobody and making a somebody out of him? Have you not heard? Have you not been told that I am an expert of taking a nothing and nothing and nothing and making something out of nothing? That is the God you and I serve. If you believe it, put your hands together. Shout yes. Tell somebody, I have something. I have something. I have something. Tell somebody, I am on a, on a divine assignment. Tell somebody, I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. Sit down for two minutes. Kadula ki asa. Amen. Now, I've established a point. Now come with me to mark the fourth chapter. Mark the fourth chapter. The 37 to the 39 verse. I want to show you something. Connected to God,
2: And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves bit into the ship. Uh-huh. So that it was so now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship. Asleep on the pillow. And they awake him and say unto him. Master, carest thou not that we perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind. And said unto the sea. Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, And there was a great calm. So here
1: was Jesus. God made flesh on one side of the sea of Galilee performing great wonders and miracles. Then in the midst of that great move of God the word of the Lord came unto him and said, Jesus I need you to leave this side of Jordan, cross over to the other side of Jordan I have An assignment for you on the other side so the Bible said they picked him from where he was and put him in the boat and they were on their journey in the middle of the journey there rose a storm and a contrary wind hear me whenever you see a storm and you see a wind Coming at you. Family wins. Storms at the home front. Storms and wind. At the church front. On the financial scene. On the political or religious. Or media scene. It's an indication. That the enemy. Wants to interfere. And abort. Somebody's mission. So Jesus rose. Toluca wa And rebuked the wind and said to the sea, you are not the cause of the problem, the wind is. And I've dealt with the cause, the source. We call it causes and effects. The problem with a lot of believers is we are always dealing with the causes and we, we are dealing with the effects and we never attack the cause. It doesn't matter how much you massage the effect. If you don't lay the axe to the cause and the roots, you never have a permanent solution. So Jesus rebuked the wind that was causing the storm. And he said to the sea, peace be still. And there was a great calm. And they crossed over to the other side because there was a mission. There was a mission. And as an assignment. Waiting for him. On the other side. Tell somebody. There is a victory for you on the other side. Say the other side. The other side. Put your hands together and scream the other side. The other side. The other side. Not where you are. But the other side. Hey. And I want you to look at Mark, the 5th chapter, reading from the 1st and 2nd verse. You will then understand what happened in chapter 4. The reason for the storm and the wind in chapter 4 was because somebody saw what was about to happen in chapter 5 and attempted to abort jesus's mission to undermine and sabotage the deliverance of so many in chapter 5 that were waiting for the coming of jesus to set them free and to rescue them an enemy somebody say an enemy an enemy come on talk to me say an enemy an enemy the other day the bible said when men slept when men slept let me tell you something. The enemy works when men slumber. When men sleep, that is when the enemy works. And the Bible says, A man went and sowed with good seed. And when men slept, the enemy sneaked in and sow tears. The servant said, Master, didn't you sow a good seed? Didn't you do a good thing? Didn't you raise up your kids well? Didn't you do them right? What is all of this that we are seeing? And I said the other day, you see, this enemy, eh? he knows how to attach what you hate to what you love and to see how you deal with it. And when you have never dealt with a situation Of seeing what you hate Attached to what you love Shut your mouth And be careful And the servant said master Master did you not sow a good seed What is this that we are seeing About Your seed And he said An enemy An enemy has done this An adversary Has done this Leave it alone Make no mistake, harvest time is coming. God will separate the wheat. Are you hearing me? From the the tares. Say, "I I hear you. So, Jesus had the mission to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. But just before he got there, there was an interference. Hear me? There are so many of you seated here Under the sound of my voice You should have gone far by now But something has interfered There is an interference behind the scene But this morning we intercept every interference We intercept every interference Put your hands together at home In your car, whatever you are Say I intercept, I intercept And I override Every interference in my life, in my health, in my body, in my finances, I intercept it. You can sit down and do nothing. It's your business. My job is to give instructions. You follow it, fine. You don't follow it's your business. Come on, somebody. Intercept every interference. Now, sit down for two minutes. Sit down for two minutes. Now, look at chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. And then I'll take you through scriptures. Then you can appreciate the reason for the storm and the wind in chapter 4. The purpose of the wind and the storm in chapter 4 was to abort everything I'm about to show you in chapter 5. Chapter 5, what's God's original plan and intent? God had a plan and said, Jesus, I need you on the other side to fulfill a purpose. So Jesus was on the move to fulfill that purpose. And the enemy raised up an objection and said, Jesus, where do you think you are going? Where do you think you are going? (laughs) Where do you think you're going? Thank God God, you and I said, he's a master. He wears the victor's crown. See, I hear you. So look at chapter 5, 1 and 2. As we go along, you understand? Chapter 4. Because if you don't understand, Chapter 4, chapter 5, you will misunderstand chapter 4. Look at chapter 5, 1 and 2. Go ahead.
2: And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. The country of what? The Gadarenes. God. Everybody say Gad. Gad. You see
1: Gadarenes, they expanded it. But it's the country of God. And that was God. Genesis 49, 19. When Joshua divided the promised land Gath Was given a geographical Location where his Descendants lived And that particular location Was where the descendant of the tribe of Gath They lived there from generation to Generation And look at what became Of one of the descendants Of the tribe of Gath He was Taken captive. His destiny was
2: hijacked by a troop, by a legion. Look at it carefully. And when he was come out of the ship, Uh immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. A man with an unclean spirit. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. He was uncontrollable. He couldn't
1: stay among men. Separated from home and from family and loved ones because something won't allow him to be normal, to stay home, to have a sound mind, to be among his brethren. Something was determined to separate him from his own family. Today in the name of Jesus Anything that has been programmed To separate you from your loved ones and family We intercept and terminate As you put your hands together right now In the name of Jesus Intercept and terminate it
2: Stop for one minute Go ahead, go ahead Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God, that thou torment me not. You see, For- to everything in life, there is an end.
1: Mm. Hear me tell you something? There is nothing that is permanent. Ah. There's nothing. Yes, sir. Everything has an end. I declare an end to every injustice. <laughs> I declare an end to every wickedness. <laughs> an end to every dispute an end to every contention an end to any conflict over your body your finances, your destiny your life and that of your children, your sons, your daughters your grandchildren, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end as you put your hands together in the name of Jesus
2: stop for a minute Go ahead. For he said unto him uh-huh. Come out of the man Thou unclean spirit uh-huh. And he asked him What is thy name uh-huh. And he answered saying My name is legion For we are many You see that word legion The word legion Is the same word Jacob used In
1: Genesis 49 19 That word legion In Hebrew means a troop A troop Legion to hijack the destiny of one of the sons of the tribe of God today by the blood of the covenant. Give me Zacharias nine eleven. Hear me. We have a blood. We have a covenant that is established by blood, and by the blood of our covenant, I command the destinies of sons. The destinies of daughters that have been hijacked to be released, discharged by the blood of the covenant, put your hands together, say I command the release of destinies, of destinies of sons and daughters of this house, captured, hijacked in the pit, wherever they are, by the blood of the covenant, let them be released, released say I command the release of destinies. Destinies. Destinies hijacked. Businesses hijacked. Bodies hijacked. Health hijacked. Ministries hijacked. Command the release. Open your mouth. Put your hands together. Somebody scream. Release. Release. Release release destinies. Let destinies be released. Destiny hijacked. Destiny hijackers. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Listen. If you don't respond, eh, I will sit down and let Bishop die and any other bishop preach. Are you hearing me? I really don't have to preach. I'm just trying to help somebody. So if you are going to sit down there and think I don't have anything to do. And I have to preach to you by force. I don't have to. I'm just trying to help you. Because I'm sick and tired Of seeing the enemy messing up our children And our loved ones And I'm just trying to help you And if you don't want help I will sit down and let somebody else come and preach Are you hearing me somebody Say I hear you, say I hear you Lift up your hand. Say in the name of Jesus I intercept Destiny hijackers Right now Say I command By the blood of the covenant destiny hijackers release the destiny of men and women, sons and daughters wives and husbands that you have taken, release them right now as I put my command, command command the release of destinies that have been hijacked in the name of Jesus by witchcraft sorceress, diviners In the name of Jesus. By drugs. Come on somebody. Lift it up. Thank you. Sit down for two minutes. Sit down for two minutes. Please understand and realize. That this life eh, is not governed by philosophy. Logic. Or by intellectual capability. This life. Is governed by the supernatural. Tell somebody the supernatural. Tell somebody what you don't see is what controls the natural. Don't be fooled. Make no mistake. Those of you Christian who live by your senses and by what you see and what you hear. This world. You know why America is falling apart and China is becoming a superpower? And Europe is falling apart. Because once upon a time, America was a very spiritual nation. They followed the God of the founding fathers. Who bowed their knee at the shores of America and prayed. That the gospel will invade the world from the shores of this country. Today, their children and descendants have become logical. moved away from the gods of their fathers. Using natural senses and capabilities and logic to govern a country. If you look at China, China is many years ahead. And they are very spiritual people. Every year, they come up with different names. Watch it. Sometimes they say, this is the year of the dragon, the year of the frog, the year of the tiger. You think it's some kind of joke? No. they know what they are saying? They are invoking the dragon. They are invoking the spirit of the tiger. And you are sitting down using intellectual capabilities. They built a bridge recently in China. No country has ever attempted it. It's amazing to see the development in China. And it's not by skill. They are working with something supernatural. And America is talking about how great a country they are, the rule the world. You are joking. Your glory, your glory has ended. The glory of Europe has departed. One of the bishops was telling me that they are selling 40,000 church buildings in France. 40,000 church buildings in France is being sold because a generation have risen who don't know God because their fathers and mothers fail to give them the knowledge of God. They gave them honey, houses and buildings without spirituality. So they have forsaken the gods of their fathers. And let me submit to every father and mother hearing the sound of my voice. Give your children houses. Give them an inheritance. But the best inheritance you can give to your children is the knowledge of God and spirituality. Come on, put your hands together and give God praise. Somebody say, I have something. Come on, talk to me. Say, I have something. Say, I'm going somewhere. Say, I I am on a mission. Come with
2: me to chapter 5, verse 15 of Mark. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been Uh demon-possessed and had had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid.
1: If you look at the way this generation dress, something is wrong, I'm telling you. Some of the way they dress is an indication that they are not in their right mind. Because if you are your right man, you won't leave your pants around your butt down there, showing all your butts. The Bible said, and they came and saw him dress, and that word dressed means well behave. This generation don't know how to behave well. We don't have regard and respect for the elderly. One of the signs of this generation is disobedient to parents. Rebelling against parents, dishonoring parents, is one of the signs of the end time. And they found him in his right mind, dressed properly. How I pray that our children and this generation will dress properly. That they will behave well and behave right. One of the reasons why a lot of young people are dying prematurely is because they lack understanding of honor. Yes. Honor your father. Honor your mother. That it may be well with you that thou mayest live long. And it's not just an honor for your father and mother but honor for the elderly. Yes, sir. Honor for the elderly. There are people in this church, I don't call them by their first name. I call them uncles. They are, they are mothers. I call them mother, aunties. And because I'm an archbishop doesn't give me the authorization to disrespect people. And I pray that our sons and our daughters and this generation will be in their right mind because there is a contention, a dispute, a conflict and a fight over the mind of this generation and right now we break the attack, we break the mental bombardment, we break the confusion, we break the contention, we break the dispute over the minds of our children put your hands together break the confusion, intercept the attack on the minds of our sons and the minds of our daughters, break the attack put up, break it we break it we break the attack on the minds of our sons our daughters, our grandchildren and this generation let the attack on their minds be broken in the name of Jesus thank you On in his right mind how I pray that our sons and daughters and this generation will be in their right mind and then
2: look at verse 20 look at verse 20 And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all men did marvel. You see,
1: what God
2: is about to do with you and your children,
1: men and women will marvel. They will stand in awe when God is finished with you when you have gone through whatever storms you are going through and you've come to the other side men will stand in awe they will marvel and they will say is that you? what happened? and you will tell them this is the doing of the Lord come on put your hands together if you believe it you see two things here the word publish The word publish Means to proclaim To make known Or to preach Then the word Decapolis means Ten cities or ten Regions According to bible historians As I studied This guy Who was captured Whose destiny Was hijacked When he was released By Jesus, he became a first-class evangelist of those days and published or preached to ten cities and established New Testament churches in all the ten regions which is known as Decapolis. Hear me. The storm and the wind in Mark, the fourth chapter, was to abort the mission of this guy, was to stop the mega churches that were raised in Decapolis by the man whose destiny was hijacked. We intercept every abortive spirit. Come on, somebody. Somebody, somebody, somebody. Say in the name of Jesus. I intercept abortive spirit. Put your hands together and say, I intercept, I intercept any assignment of the enemy to abort my destiny, to abort the destiny of my sons, my daughters, my grandchildren, my loved ones. I intercept every abortive spirit in the name of Jesus. Say yes. Lift up your right hand. Say I declare by the blood of the covenant That my destiny will not be aborted. Say the destiny of my sons and daughters shall not be aborted. Say the destiny of my loved ones will not be aborted. In the name of Jesus, say I avert, I intercept, I avert every abortive spirit. Put your hands together, attack it now. Don't be nice. The enemy don't play fair. Open your mouth somebody. Open fire on any abortive spirit and declare the destinies of my children and grandchildren, loved ones, home and abroad will not be aborted. Sit down for two minutes. Sit down for two minutes. You know, when I live in America, one day I went to preach in a mega church. And I was trying to put my sermons together. And it wasn't working So I said to the Lord Lord I don't know what to preach And he said you don't have to preach anything Just go stand there And I said but I have to prepare He said no, not this time I'm in command So when I got there He said "When you take the microphone I want you To make my people angry Make them angry And I said why He said my people are too much comfortable A lot of them are sitting pretty And the Bible said woe to them that sit at ease in Zion Woe unto them that are at ease They are comfortable sitting pretty in Zion He said go and make them angry And he said until they become angry And until they are sick and tired Of what the enemy is doing They will never have the upper hand So I came in and I was very angry And I made everybody angry And I told them Pray or die That was my message Today I'm not just saying pray Pray Fast or die that's why I have declared to further notice. Every week we will eat every week we will eat five days and we will fast two days. So every Wednesday and every Friday is our day of fasting. And any that day of the week you can eat. And every Monday morning from 5.30 to 6.30 meet me On the dominion arena. I'm declaring commanding your week. Command your week. You can command your week. Tomorrow morning I'm dealing with deliverance from evil. And if you don't know there is evil in this world. Jesus said deliver us from evil. And in John 17 he said father. Father. I pray not that you take them out of this world, but I pray that you deliver them from the evil that is in this world. 9-11 was an evil day. October 7th was an evil day. Give you some few inside tomorrow. Meet me there. If you want to pray fast and not die. And you can look at me and say, something is wrong, nothing is wrong with me. I've seen believers who must live and they die because they love food too much. They love food. They love their flesh. They love looking good and being in the good books of people. They love image. And if you are that kind, you'll never be spiritual. You'll never have an upper hand because sometimes... The Bible said, if the princes of this world, this world have known, they wouldn't have crucified a Lord of glory. Sometimes God will use shame and what looks like shame and embarrassment to give you the victory. Jesus was hung on the cross, naked, naked on the cross. And that would look shameful and embarrassing. It was out of that came the victory. An eternal victory was won for humanity. Over the enemy. So, keep looking pretty. And keep on looking good. The demons will fool with you. Because even people who are spiritual, we are still battling. And you that are carnal, you don't stand a chance. Amen.
2: Go ahead. Let's move. And, and uh-huh. when Jesus was passed over again by ship mm-hmm. onto the other side,
1: mm-hmm.
2: much people gathered unto him, yeah. and he was nigh unto the sea. Yes, sir. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, uh-huh. Jairus by name. Uh-huh. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death, uh-huh. I pray thee come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him. Mm -hmm. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years Uh and had suffered many things of many physicians Uh and had spent all that she had Uh and was nothing Uh better but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus came in and came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, Mm -hmm. and she felt in her body Mm -hmm. that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue south certain which said, thy daughter is dead. Why trouble thou the master any further? Asso- Stop,
1: there. Stop there. The reason for chapter 4, the storm and the wind, was because of all these events that were in the pipeline to take place. Number one the deliverance of Gath from the tribe of Gath. For Jacob had prophesied that at last Gath shall overcome and declare and declare the overcoming powers of the blood of the Lamb on the behalf of all those whom the enemy has captured. Let them overcome. Jesus had to release God, the first thing. The second point is this. The ruler of the synagogue's daughter had to be rescued from premature death. Childs. And the woman suffering from an issue of blood for 12 years, who sold all that she had and spent it on physicians and never grew better. But worse, her deliverance was also on the line. And Jesus was coming to free these three people. And the elements were deployed to abort the mission to sabotage their healing, their deliverance, and the resurrection of Jairus' daughter. Watch this. Jesus was on his way after setting God free to heal Jairus' daughter. And there was an interference. Somebody say an interference. Somebody say an interference. Uh, And somebody say delays, delays, delays. You see, an interference creates delays. And when delays are created, if you haven't developed extra capacity, you can miss it. I'm telling you, that's why I'm pushing you to pray. Because you see, having a prayer life gives you extra capacity to make up for the delays. There were ten virgins. All of them were virgins. They all had oil waiting for the bridegroom. And the bridegroom delayed. And he came At the 12th hour, when the bridegroom came, 12, 10 of them, 5, had developed extra capacity. The other 5 didn't have extra capacity. So when the bridegroom came, they were all virgins. 5 virgins entered. The other virgins were denied. They missed it. They missed it because of the delay. And the delay was a manipulation. If you don't develop extra capacity, an interference of the enemy can cause a delay. And when the delay comes, if you haven't developed extra capacity, you can miss it. Tell somebody. Tell two people. Get up. Get up. Tell two people. Develop extra capacity. Tell. Get up. Tell two people. Develop extra capacity. For the road is long. The journey is long. It is. See now. See now. The journey is long. The journey is long. And it's not. It's not for lazy people. It's not. It's not for lazy people. It's for people who are relentless, people who understand that, hear me, there's no other alternative. There's no alternative. I told them in the first service, when it comes to the conflicts of life and to the disputes over our lives, you can win this battle on the bed of affliction because the stress of the frustration and the delays can end you on the hospital bed or you can find yourself in the court of law fighting for your right in the court of law or you can settle it in prayer more lucky like to so da I said you can settle it in prayer or the hospital or the legal court. Are you hearing me somebody? Lift up your right hand. Say by the blood of the covenant, I settle every contention. I settle every dispute in prayer concerning my health, my life, my loved ones, my family, my marriage, my finances, my business, my investment. Put your hands together. Settle it in prayer by the blood of the covenant. Come on somebody. Ain't nobody praying for you. Pray for yourself. Open your mouth. Settle it by prayer. Settle it. In prayer. In prayer. By the blood of the covenant. Settle it. In Jesus name. Sit down for one minute. Sit down for one minute. So hear me. Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house to save the daughter from dying prematurely. Then came a woman that was suffering from an issue of blood for 12 years. Jairus' daughter was 12 years. The woman has been bleeding for 12 years. So she has her bleeding hemorrhaging began from the very first year Jairus' daughter was born. And this is the lesson here. This generation is so spiritually weak and bankrupt that they don't have what it takes to survive what their fathers and their mothers survive. And that's why we must help our sons, our daughters, and our grandchildren to become spiritual. Because, hear me, the things we have survived, realize that the woman survived issue of blood for 12 years, but the 12 years old child, Could not survive whatever sickness attacked her. And she died prematurely and could not survive. This generation, fathers, mothers, if we don't teach them spirituality, they might not be able to survive what we survived. I'm telling you. If you know what I have survived and what I survive on daily basis, you have no idea what it takes me to stand here to preach. You have no idea what it takes for me to even study the Bible and to even fast and pray to preach. You have no idea. You don't know the price. You don't know what it costs me. You don't know what I go through. You don't know the voices I deal with. You don't know the things I contend with to come stand here. Because if you know when I'm preaching, you won't even sit there and look at me that your wonderful look. I'm telling you, The woman, the old generation, had something the young generation didn't have. She knew something the young girl, Jairus' daughter, didn't know. She knew how to fight. She knew how to live. She knew how to survive. She knew how to lose everything she had and still be alive. She knew how to lose money, houses, investment, everything. She knew how to deal with shame, embarrassment, reproach, disgrace, mockery. She knew how to survive all those things. But this generation, they don't know how to deal with shame. They don't know how to deal with embarrassment. They don't know how to deal with mockery. They don't know how to lose their reputation. This woman had nothing. She stinked. She was smelling. And by the law, in those days, she was not allowed visit her children she wasn't allowed to be with her husband she wasn't allowed to cook she wasn't allowed to come to the temple she wasn't allowed to be in the public even for her to touch Jesus she has to risk her life because that on his own she would have been stoned to death yes for her to come into the public and crawl under the feet of men to touch Jesus According to the Levitical law, she was unclean. She has to be stoned to death. But she knew that this was the only chance she had. That everything was gone. And she concluded, if I perish, let me perish. I'm already perished. I'm already dead. I have nothing to live for. So if I die, let me die. But before I die, let me take this one chance and risk for survival. She lost everything, but she was a survivor. She was not a casualty. She wasn't a victim, but a victor. But the young girl, 12 years old, had no capacity to survive that sickness and illness that came up her. Whether it was fever, malaria, jaundice, nobody knew. But she didn't have what it takes to survive it. But this woman, she was spiritual. She had faith. She was a spiritual woman. She understood the supernatural. She had spiritual capacity and audacity and said, this sickness can kill me. I refuse to die. I will not die. My spirit will not be separated from my body. I will survive this. Tell somebody I'm a survivor. Come on, put your hands together and say I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. I will survive this too. Shout yes Shout yes Shout yes Shout yes Hear me The reason For what happened in chapter 4 The storm And the wind Was because Jesus Had an assignment to fulfill In chapter 5 One setting free God the descendant of Jacob, fulfilling Genesis 49, 19. Then the next thing was to heal the woman suffering from an issue of blood. And the third thing was to resurrect the next generation, the 12 years old, Jairus' daughter. And all that was on the line if what happened in chapter 4 had succeeded The prophecy of jacob over gath wouldn't have happened Jairah's daughter would have died the woman suffering and issue of blood would have died i pray that your assignment will not be aborted hey hey i said i pray that your divine assignment will not be aborted stamp your feet open your mouth clap your hands Declare, my assignment will not be aborted. Come on somebody. Say something. Declare it. Proclaim it. Open your mouth. Say it. Push it. Push it. Push it. Push it. Declare it. Push it. Are you praying? Are you praying? Come on. Open fire. 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 Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Somebody say fire. Fire. Now we want to pray but before we get into this prayer there is this song. Fire, fire, fire fire fall on me. Fire, fire, fire fire
2: fall on me. As the day of Pentecost. fire fall on me. As the day of Pentecost, fire follow me. Fire, fire. fire.
1: afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivered them out of them all many are the afflictions the Bible says which much tribulation or trouble shall we enter into the kingdom of heaven you hear what I said yeah yeah if you are going through much tribulation is an indication that you are entering the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, yeah. He said, with much trouble, we shall enter. There's no trouble free Christianity, you lazy bunch of believers. There's no trouble free
0: Christianity. See, I hear you. We know you are blessed by that word of God. And look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on one Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today and may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.